typically you end up creating the entire application in the ipad kind of a platform and yeah, exactly. it becomes really untenable then you realize after a year or so that hey this is something that was not supposed to be done uh, you end up either doing that or you end up over customizing your erp platforms and then and as a result what happens they start going off track growing a business requires a holistic approach that extends beyond sales and marketing this approach needs alignment among people processes and technologies So if you're a business owner, operations or finance leader looking to learn growth strategies from your peers and competitors, you're tuned into the right podcast. Welcome to the WBS podcast, where scalable growth using business systems is our number 1 priority. Now, here is your host, Sam Gupta. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the WBS podcast. I am Sam Gupta, your host and principal consultant, the independent ERP and digital transformation consulting firm Elevate IQ. Automating a process is easy, but understanding which process is the right candidate for automation is more difficult than most people think. Also, not every process is the right candidate to be hosted inside an ERP. By the same token, not every process can be as ad hoc as rpa there is one category that is in between the enterprise wide cemented processes of erp and ad hoc processes automated by rpa technologies it's called workflow automation workflow automation inherits approval and transactional elements of erp and ad hoc components of rpa and that's perhaps why workflow automation category is so hard but which are the processes that are the right candidate for workflow automation technologies in today's episode our guest ravi vedya shares his insights into workflow technologies and where they fit in the enterprise architecture he also compares several technologies such as ipas bpm p2p and rpa and why workflow automation deserves its own category Finally he compares several workflow technologies such as Boomiflow, Microsoft Power Platform and ServiceNow and how these technologies can help automate the ad hoc processes that drive data and process issues in an organization. Let me introduce Ravi to you. Ravi is an enterprise applications thought leader with a passion to design and deliver differentiated solutions resulting in business growth and operational excellence he has 20 years of experience in business and engineering applications relationship management with business and running pmo expertise in leading large scale business applications projects to achieve enterprise objectives through business transformation initiatives with that let's get to the conversation hey, ravi welcome to the show hey thank you sam thank you for having me on the show and i am super excited to have you because the kind of insights that you are going to have especially when it comes to workflow management and the newer trends that we are seeing on top of the the erp platform so it's going to be so much fun just to get things off do you want to start with your personal story and your current focus ravi uh, yeah definitely sam and uh, again thanks for uh, having me on the show uh, regarding my personal story 
I am deep uh, into modernizing our ERP application uh, for cool. last uh, few quarters. Yeah. Um, and uh, why we took a journey of uh, modernizing ERP applications because uh, we were seeing users struggling uh, with a lot of manual steps on top of the uh, ERP or surrounding yeah. those ERP application that we use. Yeah. Uh, besides, uh, so I work for a company called ServiceNow, which is a SaaS company, okay. uh, and we use uh, uh, SAP as our ERP uh, platform. Uh, it has it's a very rich platform from a functionality perspective. Right. At the same time, uh, there are quite a bit of manual steps that needs to be done prior to getting the data into ERP. Yep. And then during the process, when it goes through ERP and after the process gets completed. Yep. And I come with a lot of manufacturing background uh, also prior to joining ServiceNow. Yep. Um, so we have our order to cash operations. We have our procure to pay operations and record yep. to report operations, uh, which are done in the ERP. And I have quite a bit of insights into all those uh, areas. Amazing background there. And we are going to have a lot of fun discussing all of those manual steps. But before uh -huh. we do that, we have one of the standard questions that we ask every single guest that come on the show. And that is going to be, Ravi, your perspective on business growth. What I'm seeing is from, from my perspective, where I am right now, fortunately, uh, I am in a very high growth business environment. And that brings lot of good problems uh, to the table to yeah. solve. Uh, and there are quite a bit of companies who are in the similar situation uh, where growth is the primary focus for CEOs, CFOs, COOs, and how to manage that growth uh, is important. And the, the answer to that, how to manage the growth in this digital world, world is really, how do we digitize all these operations? Right. And not just as a hype, but really doing that digitization and what it means, how to move the needle, how to create great experiences for uh, the, the people on the ground. And that's what fuels the growth. And when I say people on the ground, it is like employees. Yep. It is your uh, customers. It is your vendors. It is your partners. Uh, everyone should have a better experience. Everyone should have an efficient way of doing any process. And that's what fuels the growth. Yeah, amazing perspective there. So now we are going to go back to, uh, you know, the things that you had mentioned about modernizing the ERP platform. Obviously, mm -hmm. there is a ton of modernization that is going on at, at this point of time in the market. Uh, you know, ERP systems are becoming better. There's no question about that. And then there are going to be processes that are going to set on top of ERP, they are slightly different. And I think you are going to have uh, a lot of perspective there. And there's no question that you come from ServiceNow. ServiceNow has done a wonderful job overall uh, in gaining the, the market traction, the market share. Uh, and they have created their own sort of category. Okay. But from yep. our listeners' perspective, if you think about a manufacturing executive, for them, mm -hmm. it gets really confusing overall. When they, then when they are going to think, okay, I have, I already had too many systems in my my architecture and now okay are you trying to introduce another one okay come on are you kidding me okay so so that's what they are going to think but obviously every system has a role to play in the architecture and the only reason yep. why these categories are coming up is because there is a need for these things so when i think of modernizing on top of erp process and i have seen this in 
last 20 years, there have been several different attempts in that modernization. So that's going to be, you know, first people are starting, okay, I'm going to create some sort of BPM. Okay, the BPM is going to bring the human element that ERP traditionally did not have. Then obviously RPA is a big category out there. You know, I'm going to create RPA, it's going to create bots, but now we have the workflow management. So overall, when you uh, compare and contrast these different technologies, and they are probably trying to do similar things as maybe ServiceNow is trying to do. So do you want to shed some light there in terms of where you see the differences in some of these technologies? Yeah, so uh, good question. And there is a clear differentiator. Let me explain you what that differentiator is. So you mentioned about BPM and uh, RPA. Right. Uh, yes, these are these are good technologies. Or uh, let, let's start with the BPM first. What BPM right. really does is uh, it maps your process, and really uh, uh, it's a digital uh, way of uh, or it's the uh, digital way of putting the process steps together right. and mapping it who is doing what kind of step. I would say that that technology has evolved now to something called as a process mining, right. where you really look at the digital footprint in the system yeah. for different yeah. events that are taking place. And then using process mining, you can really map your entire process. Right. Now, what does that do is uh, that mapping helps to find out where the manual steps are still existing in your entire process. Right. Now, once right. you know those manual steps, where platform like ServiceNow comes into picture is how to digitize or how to automate those manual steps. Right. And what happens right. typically, even in the manufacturing environment, you are going to have an ERP system. You are going to have a manufacturing execution system. You are going yep. to have some advanced planning system that is going to talk to each other to make your manufacturing seamless and entire supply chain seamless so that your manufacturing can uh, happen in the right way. So where the platform like ServiceNow will play a role or where workflows play a role is to automate those manual steps across various systems and also within the system. So that's where it, the workflow management complements your BPM solution that you may have yeah. or it, it or the, the process mining solution that you may have. Okay. Now, when you talk about the next thing that you mentioned about RPA. Yeah. So what RPA does is uh, it, it just mimics a, a program that mimics the manual steps or manual keystrokes that a user is doing, actually. So yeah. that's what it is. But what workflow management does or or what workflow solution really does is it actually automates your process end to end. And what I mean by that is now think of creation of a work center on uh, a manufacturing floor. So you have, let's say, four or five work centers on manufacturing floor or maybe a couple of dozen work centers. Now you want to reorganize that whole thing and you want to, let's say, create more work centers or less and few of the work centers. So you typically go through all that process uh, over the emails, having different meetings or discussions with your uh, different team members over the emails and all those things. At the end of the day, then you arrive at a solution that, okay, I need three more work centers to be created. 
Yeah. And you want to go through certain approvals. It may have certain budget associated with it, some machines to be uh, put in there or reorganized and everything. Yeah. So all that work happens manually, typically in the organization. What workflow can do is you can just go and create a request for three additional work centers to be created. Maybe you can associate related uh, workers to it, budget to it, and all these things. Instead of having these discussions over the email, all these things can be mapped using a workflow wherein you create a request for work center, you attach all the addition, all the required parameters or vectors related to that uh, work center. You can run it through the required approvals. Right. And once everything is in place, let's say with a push of a button, you can send that information to ERP which creates the work center uh, in the system. So that's how it is different than RPA because using RPA, you cannot do all these processes which I have mentioned related to, for an example, work center creation uh, on the manufacturing floor. Agree, and I can see the value to be honest is because I have lived all of these spaces and I can see some of the challenges as well overall, the way RPA technology is positioned, the way BPM technology is positioned. And I am going to narrate some of the things and I am going to rephrase my understanding overall where I have seen let's say the BBM technology used, and then obviously you can provide your commentary as well. Whether you agree with me, disagree with me, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we can have a little back and forth there, right? So in terms of BBM, one of the BBM uh, sort of never had its own identity. That's how I like to define BBM because BBM has uh, been used in a lot of different scenarios. So number one category where BBM is going to be very prevalent is going to be with CIOs like you, right? Uh, Because CIOs, it was very... It was sold to CIO as their sort of language to communicate your architectural pattern as the enterprise architecture pattern. So that is one BPM sort of, uh, you know, convention or the notation. That, that's one way of looking at BPM. But then you had the BPM tools such as Pegasystems or Cordiant or those were prevalent more in your call center scenario. So if you go to, let's say, any of the CRM processes, which are going to be very heavy on the call center, they used to have the human element. Okay, the human element really differentiated uh, BPM technologies uh, from the rest because we have some other technologies such as IPaaS. Now, how do you differentiate between IPaaS and your your BPM? So even in case of IPaaS, if you look at you know technologies like TIPCO, TIPCO introduced uh, their own way of doing BPM, <laughs> which was a completely uh-huh. different BPM overall, right? So uh, obviously, right. I can see a lot of different differences and I can see from uh-huh. my perspective, when I, I was trying to use all of these BBM technologies, obviously, they were not as friendly to be able to use, to be able to create these processes. So is ServiceNow trying to create something better? Do you want to describe the technology, why it is going to be easier than some of those technologies when you are going to be creating similar workflows uh, using, let's say, ServiceNow? Yeah, uh, that's that's another very good and very relevant question, actually, uh, where I get excited uh, about platform, uh, such a workflow platform such as ServiceNow. So it's basically we want to make sure that users are empowered yeah. uh, to think what their process is. And also, I am thinking that users should be able to create their own workflows or uh, so to say, an app on their own using 
low code or even no code platforms such as ServiceNow. So where the difference is as compared to these traditional IPaaS uh, platforms or uh, the VPM platforms is, it should be very simple in terms of even like a drag and drop process steps. And when you on a sheet of canvas, Uh, If you are able to drag and drop those process steps and connect with each other and for each of that, each of that process step, if you can define, this is what my input parameters are and this is what my uh, output parameters are. And in between those input and output parameters, these are the steps or these are the, uh, I'll say, logic that I want to, I want those to go through so that I can derive at those output parameters. And you will be able to map the entire process. It yeah. doesn't, and I, I look at that process as sitting on top of your enterprise, app, traditional enterprise applications, such as your ERP system or CRM system or MES system and so on and so forth. Right. And it is able to interact with those uh, systems as and when required in this entire end-to-end process. So why I get excited is I haven't come across a platform as ServiceNow before I started working for ServiceNow, which has a capability to do this thing. So that's really the differentiator. And having those or the iPaaS platforms like Tipco, they are little heavy, I will say, for the implementation as such. Uh, Whereas... Let's say, how can we have a very simple way of communicating from a workflow platform to the, let's say, the system of record uh, uh, such as ERP or CRM and easily exchange the data at a right point in time so that a user can see his or her process end to end and just digitize it, really feel that, hey, I don't have to do anything manually. It's now completely digital end to end. And that's what is something which I am on a journey to do it for past uh, few years. Very interesting. So we are definitely going to peel some more layers here, uh, you know, in understanding how the IPaaS is going to be heavy and how obviously, you know, the workflow management category uh, is going to be slightly simpler. So let's say if we look at IPaaS, so you described, you know, what in the case of your workflow management, if I'm thinking more from my executive perspective and the whole idea of low code no code is going to be my cfos are going to be able to code right uh, obviously at least i could never get them to code to be honest okay but maybe okay. you know i probably need to introduce service now and then they'll be able to do it but you know let's say if we compare ipass and service now right so in case of ipass you said that ipass is heavier and service now is slightly simpler so obviously i need some more colors there in terms of why you believe that this is going to be simpler now, when you describe the process, you were saying, okay, you have the input, you have the output, you have the process mapping, but that's exactly what you have in IPaaS, okay? <laughs> so why do you believe that IPaaS is going to be heavier and ServiceNow is going to be simpler? Yeah, and the reason I'm saying that is now, let's just take an example uh, of, uh, let's say, master data creation process, right? So if you think of, and it is a, everybody, everybody understands that master data creation is, uh, or having a right master data is super important. 
and it has its own process uh, right. of uh, right. managing it uh, in in a right way but still even using these ipass uh, platforms which have been existing uh, it has it has not been simple to automate that master data management process end to end and what i mean by that is again it's not about creation of a product or a skew right. it's not just about creation of a product or a skew it's not just about creation of a customer or a vendor record in the system it's really what do you need or you need to get prepared to create a customer or a vendor in a system or you need to get prepared to create a product or a skew in a system yeah and what yeah. workflow solution really does is it allows you to digitize those pre steps yeah uh, in yeah. a very simple and easier way and again to give you an example of a customer or a vendor you really want your external partners also to have that simple experience and provide the information really easily yeah so that is what something um, uh, like i have seen able i have been able to do it uh, using uh, workflow platform such as service now i can see the differentiation to be honest okay especially when you talk about the external customer and if i am going to be exposing my ipass processes to my external uh, customers they are going to tell me that now you want me to debug my uh, your code as well <laughs> you know because that's not going to be fun so obviously there is yeah. a real value here overall in exposing the service now platform or workflow management platform to the the customers because they can engage in a rack but even the ipass category if you look at some of the ipass solutions they have launched their own sort of form creation process so i don't know uh, for example let's say if we talk about boomi okay boomi uh-huh. has launched their something called boomi flow so i don't know if it is going to be similar as workflow for example microsoft has their own sort of you know power automate and everything that you have underneath microsoft portfolio you can probably replicate the similar things as what you can do in service now but obviously customers are buying service now for a reason <laughs> yes so do you want to touch the differences between you know what boomi is versus uh, yeah Yeah, so uh, again uh, very very good and interesting question and i will say that these other players are in a catch up mode so okay. service now has a leading edge uh, to the overall workflow revolution that uh, that we are we started seeing and i will say that service now really created this platform which is getting used or pioneered this workflow revolution Uh, and uh, others are catching up because they are realizing that it there is a real value in it and that's what is going to bring the end to end process automation or that's what is really going to bring the digitization across the enterprise world so uh, when you think about creation of so the basic to the workflow is creation of a form yeah. and attaching the work uh, attaching the approval workflow to it or attaching the approval levels to it that's what really the core uh, of it and then you should be able to have a right list forms uh, or li- right list where you can see all your records in a better way now once you start collecting this information using workflow since service now has been doing it for 10 plus years now uh and there have been lot of advancements and that low code no code steps that i was talking about in terms of really thinking uh, 
on a white canvas, user being able to create the process steps and attaching a form to a process step, attaching the approval steps to it and easily uh, able to do it. And I, I, what you said is right. We are not, ex- even though they are welcome to do CFOs and COOs, you want to uh, work no, with a platform no. and, and <laughs> work it out. But it's really your ground level team members who will be empowered to think through it that what I generally do on my day-to-day life, uh, Sam, is yeah. I ask question to my users, like, what is that process steps that keeps them, uh, what is that process that uh, really, I'll say, they, they get fed up with? Oh, it would have been so good if I can, if this would have been just automated. Or can I, what is that process that you keep doing repetitively every day and yeah. you think that hey it is just so routine step why this cannot be automated and that's where uh, they are coming up with so many use cases and uh, i have seen folks at a ground level on user community developing those apps at my end um, and we provide help from digital technology side wherever uh, help is required or some handholding is required. So uh, it will not be at all an exaggeration if I say that internally I'm just experiencing this workflow revolution on our business uh, yeah. for our business operations using using our platform. And I just see an excitement in general across the organization. And not just that, actually, I do interact with a lot of my peers uh, yep. across the industry in in the IT community and I see so many uh, IT leadership uh, who I talk to uh, experiencing very similar uh, phenomenon that I explained to you about the workflow revolution. Yeah, very interesting. So obviously we are going to touch a lot more in that and the whole argument when people say, you know, things are easy, uh, easy is not always good, at least in my experience. If I think more from the CIO perspective, and I have been in a lot of situations, and typically, look, if you are using a tool for the right job, then you are never going to have a problem, to be honest, okay? Regardless of the tool, okay? It should be used for the right, right job. So I have seen scenarios where, you know, they had too many technologies, the team was not as experienced in understanding what to use for, uh, you know, which technology to use for what. And then they ended up creating the whole ERP inside their iPaaS layer. Can you believe this? The whole consolidated invoice logic uh-huh. in iPaaS. And the, the, the whole implementation, I think it was like $5 million implementation that failed just because of that. Yeah. Because, you know, they were not supposed to do that. I mean, you are not supposed yeah. to recreate the ERP inside your exactly. uh, workflow automation or RPA or whichever tool you are using. Uh, you know, but exactly. here, when you look at, for example, let's say workflow management tool. So I can see some value in this. And you can tell me whether you agree with me on this assessment or not. When I look at these technologies, I look at degree of ad hocness, And I don't even know if that is a word. But <laughs> when I say degree of ad hocness, what I really mean is, okay, if your processes are going to be permanent, meaning they are always happening the way they are happening, that's where your ERP is going to be the right fit. 
Now, when your processes are going to be super ad hoc, meaning they are probably going to be right fit for your RPA category, meaning, you know, nobody else cares for it. It is really for you. Uh, you know, you are simply trying to automate some of the tasks that your AP clerk is facing. That's where RPA is going to be a fit. But then you have some categories, for example, master data management. Master data uh-huh. management is not your permanent process, but it's also not as ad hoc. And that's where I guess the the whole uh, you know, workflow management piece can come in where you need to be collaborating with your customer. Let's say you are accepting designs. Sometimes, you know, that yeah. could be part of your ERP. But I think the better candidate probably is going to be the workflow automation tool where you have a lot of collaboration happening, but you still need the degree of control that you are not going to have, let's say, in the case of your uh, RPA. But ERP is probably too tightly controlled. And again, you want to put something in ERP that is going to be super permanent, that is going to be cemented, and that is going to be part of your financial statements. <laughs> do you agree with my assessment? Uh, so I do agree with your assessment. Okay. Uh, and uh, I have experienced it also myself, right? Before uh, this kind of a work, looking at service now kind of a platform and the workflow platform. And when I say that I have experienced it because Typically, you end up creating the entire application in the iPaaS kind of a platform and it becomes really untenable. And uh, then you realize after a year or so that, hey, this is something that was not supposed to be done. Uh, You end up either doing that or you end up uh, over customizing your ERP platforms and then uh, it becomes like a... Uh, technical depth with you and not just a technical depth even I started calling it as a process depth because the process just becomes so complex and users don't enjoy more interacting with your ERP system or doing transactions in your ERP system and as a result what happens they start resorting to Excel they start doing processes or managing data in Excel and then they start inputting the data and the whole things I start call the whole process I start calling it as start going off track, and then it needs the effort again to uh, kind of revamp the process and all those things. Where I look at the workflow platform is, or I would advise uh, the folks out there in the technology uh, industry yeah. to think of workflow platform as a platform one platform which is going to sit on top of your traditional enterprise systems such as erp uh, crm srm mes plm mdm all those acronyms (laughs) that we have and then the workflow platform can sit on top of it and when you think of all these manual steps that keep happening in all these systems, whether within the system or before or after completing that transaction, you can really map it as an workflow on top of all these systems. And if you decide on that workflow platform, which can automate these processes, then you will have one platform, which is a single layer of engagement and action. Uh, that's where I have seen a huge benefit of ServiceNow platform for our business operations that it is playing on top of uh, ERP system. Um, And we have like a few dozen cases which have been in practice today, uh, which are very useful. 
and i i can give you some examples i know we spoke we have spoken about master data management yep. as an example of creation of customers vendors queues or on finance side like cost centers and gl right. accounts uh, which which should typically be monitored very closely so that you don't create uh, uh, i'll say uh, or you don't create wrong data or uh, transaction data because your master data is not Uh, clear so that is one example the other example would be also on the transaction side so for example you think about accounts payable invoice approvals yeah now uh, in your erp system you don't have a elegant way by which you can really go through your approvals for the invoices uh, right. in in a, a very elegant way so that's where if you expose your a uh, bare minimum invoice data into this workflow platform and then go through the required approval cycle uh, it just creates a very seamless experience for the people who need to be involved uh, in this approval chain and it interacts with your erp system uh, again uh, in a seamless way uh, on the same platform it just makes life easier for a technology person as well as for a user who is actually having and going through that experience of let's say approving invoice i can give you one more example on a vendor space <laughs> because see what happens is and it's very common in every industry manufacturing industry yeah. retail industry chemical industry oh, you name it basically right yeah. you yeah. have to onboard your vendors and for on Onboarding your vendors, you typically go through something called the vendor risk assessment, where you want to collect right information from a vendor in the very easy manner uh, that can be done. Uh, and besides vendor risk assessment, which are parameters related to the vendor risk, like okay, how big is the vendor? Where do they maintain their data? How they are right. going to use my data, and so on yeah. and so forth. there is other business related information such as hey what is your address uh, yep. are you a minority owned business and so on and so forth there are like at least 60 70 attributes that you want to collect before creating the vendor how can you create a easy experience for your partner vendor to be able to provide that information very easily right. where you can even automatically populate some of the information Uh, based on the data that you can find out even from the uh, vendor website so those are the kind of things uh, using workflow platforms such as servicenow uh, can be digitized very interesting so now we are going to compare this with another category and which is very similar and it could be very confusing for our listeners so i don't know okay. if you are familiar with platforms such as qualtrex right i mean there is one category for the customer experience where you are doing a lot of surveys and the way you describe uh-huh. the process where you are doing the onboarding the recruitment process for vendors the survey process could come across as very similar as well if you really think deeply because there you are sending bunch of questions you are collecting based on that collection you are creating some sort of algorithm that you are storing somewhere and based on that you are making the decision so do you see workflow management platform being used in the customer experience category as well or the other other way where customer experience platforms are going to be used in the workflow automation so i do see workflow platform uh, very much being used 
on uh, uh, from the experience perspective and when i say what i'm trying to say is whether it is a customer experience or external party experience or whether it is a employee experience right workflow platforms they do play a very vital role now when you think about platforms such as caltrix uh, which is really which helps you gauge i'm i call it as like a sentiment of a customer or uh, whoever you are working with and it really gives something like what is my nps score based on how i'm interacting with the customer that's what a platform like caltrix does so when you deploy a plat- workflow platform such as servicenow using caltrix you will be able to know that oh my nps score has really gone up so you know the difference the workflow is the actual execution platform i will say whereas caltrix plan platform like caltrix is a sentiment sentiment measurement platform saying a uh, perspective and i kind of agree there uh, you know the way both of these platforms are uh, positioned and sometimes you know there could be overlap and it could be very confusing for the listeners and the other confusing part that is always going to be there is you know when i talk to my procurement folks they all are talking about vendor portal okay every system is going to have some sort of vendor portal and you know for a customer let's say if i am the manufacturing cfo or ceo it becomes very confusing whose vendor portal am i using okay who is going to be supplying vendors to each of those vendor portals so i don't know where this all sort of fits in the vendor portal category so for example let's say if we compare this with the ptp platforms you know the only reason why ptp platforms exist on top of erp is because they make the ptp workflow for easier when you talk about the whole end user shopping experience internally not externally the whole vendor onboarding is for mm-hmm. easier in the vendor the onboarding uh, in the p2p platform and then finally the whole rfp collaboration piece so the p2p platforms have far deeper collaboration features so do you see let's say workflow management piece being used in conjunction with p2p technology or or the the other way so uh, again a very good question and i will say i agree with that assessment also from uh, from the confusion that it creates for uh, the maybe some uh, higher level team members or even in the user community yeah. and that's where i think uh, a technology people has to play a right role in terms of educating the c level team members or the higher level management in terms of what tool needs to be used for what kind of an application right. and that's where i think with all this confusion that could exist with multiple systems which are there yeah that's where if you have if you have a thought process at an enterprise level that i'm going to have a workflow platform which is going to be my by default system of engagement right for any application or for any interaction or wherever there is any kind of interaction involved now it is easier said than done i'm not telling that it's like a magic bullet right oh you just go and there, there is a workflow platform and it is just going to solve all your things that, that's not my intention my intention is to have a right strategy to be in place to have 
a workflow think of a platform as a workflow platform which is going to be a system of engagement and try to use it at maximum places where you can use it and obviously you will need to do right kind of an assessment uh, this is is this is where i want to use it and another point that i want to mention is you mentioned that this p2p platform or right. even you think of any b2b platforms actually right yeah they do have a very specific applications they go let's say a deep into one particular area now what happens is that when they go deep into particular area based on my experience you will find there are certain pieces that are missing and that's where the manual processes start creeping in and or that's what i call it as end to end process management most of the time my observation is that's what gets challenging that the process doesn't get end to end digitized and i am personally of on a mission to make sure that the when you think about a process it is really digitized end to end there is not a single step which a user will be required to do outside that process or where you can really augment that process with the workflow platform where you get the seamless experience of not doing anything either on a email or on excel spreadsheet and you go into this workflow platform and everything is just available there you just feel that you don't do things manually anymore because yeah you have a system to do it and it's all tracked beautifully in the system yeah yeah very interesting so typically when you work with these customers do you find any specific industries that are going to be slightly better fit for the workflow management or any european every industry should utilize workflow management uh, actually i would say the latter every okay. industry should utilize the uh, workflow platforms uh, for okay. sure and every industry should think of uh, using this uh, uh, workflow management platform and i would in fact call it this workflow platform as a platform of platforms which yeah. is interacting with all the other enterprise platforms or applications that you have and why uh, i'm saying that is again think of workflow as any process in your company or in your enterprise that you do and if you want to automate that process that's where you think of a workflow management platform so when you talk about oh we want to really go digital 100% what does it really mean you think of even as you walk in the aisles uh, of manufacturing uh, floor or you walk into your warehouse or you walk into even in your <laughs> office lobby and when you see something is broken or uh, you know what i mean anything that where the manual step is there you just think of hey can i workflow it and yes it can be done using the workflow platform yeah so that's uh, a very uh, obviously cio perspective you know they want to automate everything right but let's take uh, the a little financial perspective here because everything is a cost uh-huh. associated yeah. with with whatever we are trying to do and let's say if i talk about my assembly listeners 
Uh, obviously, for them, the cost is going to be one of the elements, even for the mm-hmm. enterprise business. I mean, everybody has to evaluate whether they are going to get value out of their investment or not. So obviously, if I ask you that, okay, is workflow management going to be fit for everything? You are going to tell me that, okay, it's fit for everything. I get it. Okay. But, you know, I'm going to ask this question differently. So let's say if you were to pick some customers, okay, and you can only pick a couple, which is going to be your sweet spot in terms of the size of the customer and the industries, and you can only pick two in terms of the size. So is enterprise going to be your better fit customer? Is it going to be mid-size, small in terms of industries? Do you have any specific industries where you are probably going to be adding far more value than the other industries? Yes. So uh, again, a good question. I will give you answer uh, in two dimensions, basically, or I want to answer it in two dimensions. One is from an industry perspective and one is from the, for a lack of better word, I'll call it an application perspective, actually. Okay. 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 So from an industry perspective, uh, again, I I think your question is directed towards ServiceNow, definitely. So I'll say telecom is one sector okay. uh, where we have started, uh, where ServiceNow has created a specific industry vertical for that industry. Right. Uh, and it is getting very, very well received. Okay. Uh, the other industry is a financial industry, which is nothing but a, a banking and financial sector where there are specific solutions that are uh, created to cater to that industry yeah uh, because if you think about all these industries there is a lot of interaction with the customers uh, there is a lot of uh, you can think of it as a case management uh, that needs to be handled and right. that's where a platform like ServiceNow is coming super handy now the second dimension which i was talking about is the application so when i say applications i want to call it as let's say erp workflows right so where we see uh, companies are using erp solution for years and years for 10 years 20 years more than 20 years also where they are using the erp application and it has become super customized it's very hard to modernize that particular application it takes time. It takes sometimes a year or two years to do to add simple, simple things on that platform, which is going to make the life easier for a user. So that's where, uh, at least internally, I started focusing on how can I uh, add ERP workflows using ServiceNow platform, which can modernize the life of uh, the, the ERP users uh, that I have. Amazing. So that's it for today. Do you have any last minute closing advice or remarks for our listeners? So my advice to, again, listeners or remarks uh, to the listeners is digitization is here. It's real. Think of it very, very seriously uh, that how you are going to digitize your operations. What does it mean? How are you going to segregate the hype of that word versus what you do actually. Uh, and, and again, I'm happy to uh, interact also if any, uh, if you want to interact with me even one-on-one, that's absolutely fine. So that is one. The second aspect I will say, it, think of a business value. Uh, going back to your point that Sam, you have mentioned just now that everything has a cost associated with it. So it's not going to be uh, uh, free, right? There yep. will be costs associated with it. 
but what business value it is going to bring to the table. I would say think of it from two perspectives. One is business scalability and growth. And another one is productivity and efficiency. So workflow platform really plays in those two areas of scalability and growth, as well as productivity and efficiency. Uh, and it has uh, it will prove your organization to go in a right direction when you have uh, a workflow platform available to you to modernize experiences uh, for your employees as well as your external partners uh, uh, that you have. Yeah, amazing and could not agree more. And my personal takeaway from this conversation is going to be, I mean, personally for me, I wasn't sure about the value that ServiceNow really brought to the table, to be honest, and, and the workflow platform, but it has opened my eyes and there is something to it in terms of the workflow management. And there are some problem areas, especially when you talk about the vendor collaboration, master data management. So make sure you at least review it and pay attention to it. On that note, Ravi, I want to thank you for your time. This has been a powerful episode. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on this episode, Sam. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show, for sharing their knowledge and journey. I always pick up learnings from our guests and hopefully you learned something new today. If you want to learn more about Ravi or ServiceNow, head over to servicenow.com. It's S-E-R-V-I-C-E-N-O-W.com. You can also connect with and follow him on LinkedIn. Links and more information will also be available in the show notes. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, you might want to check other related episodes, including the interview with Megan Gamble, who shares her insights into building the systems for the packaging industry. Also, the interview with Ingo Hagaman, who shares his insights into the integration challenges of ERP and e-commerce software. Also, don't forget to subscribe and spread the word among folks with similar backgrounds. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please review and rate us on your favorite podcasting platform or DM me on any social channels. I'll try my best to respond personally and make sure you get help. Thank you and I hope to catch you on the next episode of the WBS Podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of the WBS Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. For more information on growth strategies for SMBs using ERP and digital transformation, check out our community at wbs.rocks. We'll see you next time.